why it's time for me to get my tattoo. You're going to get another? Have to get it soon. Because I've... I, I, this, I got this tattoo after Ben and as I finished Sunrise to remind me that... To remind me that, you know, every day the sun rises and you have to be grateful for the new day. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I specifically got it for when I looked at Donnie and Margot um, to be just, you know, everlastingly grateful for them. But I have to admit, it's worn off, you know? Yeah. I, I don't look at it anymore and be like, oh, but it did at the time, you know, in the grief hell, it definitely did make me, um, you know, snap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with mine, which you can't see now, um, but I, I think it is nice that when I swing my arm as I'm walking that I get this little flash of something mm. and it feels like um, a little package or like a little extra bag that I'm carrying around or something. It's like a little bonus. Yeah. But it does sometimes still freak me out that it's like such a big tattoo because I'm not like a tattoo person and I see it and I'm like, whoa, yeah, I great. made that choice. Yeah, it's great. I do love it. Yeah. Um, and I really do want to get another, but it is, it's intense. I'm, I'm, yeah, I want to I wanna get one more, but I also want to get one on my back. But the thing is like, who am I getting that for? Yeah, who are you getting a back tattoo for? The person who's fucking for? me? Like that's, that's who I'm getting it for, really. So if it has you can't to be, see so the I tattoo. I thought I could do quite like a threatening tattoo. Okay, like, yeah. Like, you know, like to, to like, as a warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> do not trespass. <laughs> like, watch out. So I was thinking what I could get, because obviously I'm a Taurus. Yeah. Um, is get a huge bull. A bull. <laughs> oh my God, like a bull that's like running towards you, like a stampeding bull. So when they're fucking me, they're like, not they. Yeah. <laughs> they're like... Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you All should have? Them. You, what you should have is you should have a bull that's like stampeding downwards, so that when you're in your period, <laughs> it's like the bull running towards the red flag. <laughs> that's a great Excuse idea. Me, I, sound like a bro- I literally sound like a broken bagpipe. <laughs> you sound like Patty and Selma. Um, yeah, so <laughs> gonna get a big bad bull on my back. A big old bad sexy bull. Um, but it was only I only thought oh, I'll get a back one when I saw Scarlett Johansson has this huge collection of roses on her back. Does she? Like huge. That's like, sexy. Who does she get them for? For who's fucking her? That's exactly. Because if you can't see the tattoo, you have to accept that that is obviously an aesthetic decision that you're mm. making. Yeah. Because it's, you're not getting spiritual significance with the eye contact that you make with the tattoo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of getting the um, the Cheryl Cole uh, barbed wire around my thigh. <laughs> I think that that would be really good. That would be really nice and classy on me. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of getting a, a bracelet tattoo because I don't like wearing jewellery. You're going to so, get a bracelet tattoo? Like, you know what I mean? Like a like a, like chain, like a daisy chain or something around my wrist. That would actually be really cool. Thank you. That's, that's, that's a good, a good idea. idea. Oh no, have I just given that idea away? I'm probably the first person in the world to get that tattoo. I But the thing is, I've <laughs> never even thought of that, but that is such an interesting idea, isn't it? It would probably really hurt there, wouldn't it? Well, I think that you also just have to consider when you, you would want that to be a really fine line tattoo. Mm. And that, I think that... Depending on the type of needle that they use, that can bleed out. I don't know. Yeah, well, so this you, is you, bleed out. You yeah. wouldn't want it to like get all fuzzy and then look a bit gross. No. So out of succession characters, who do we think has a tattoo? Roman. Do you think? But then we've seen his back, haven't we? God, no, sorry. Now I'm just looking at my ex because I was looking at my tattoo. Aww. Better put that away. That's for nobody's eyes today. Um, okay. Yes, cool. Let's talk about succession. I reckon Kendall has some kind of weird tattoo he got on a trip. In, yeah. Not on like an actual trip, but like a drug trip. I reckon that he definitely had like a drug bender and like he's got a tattoo on his ass. Mm. Of, of something silly. Like a panther biting out of like a, a, a cobra or something like oh, that. Oh, really? I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say something really cute. Really? Yeah, like something really cute just to, that he did when he was silly and being like the kind of like, 
You know how in some episodes, like, do you remember when he had that, when he went on that bender, when they were in the middle of nowhere? Um, at the um, P, uh, PGN, uh, no, 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 with Nan's house. Nan's no, house. Was it then? No, didn't he have like a bender where he... With the blonde girl, Naomi. No, no, no. He went and he like literally was with, in a drug house. Oh, what episode was that? Oh, okay, cool. That's an episode that I haven't seen in a while. That feels like a season two. Yeah, he, he completely... And then he had to get cleaned up. I, we have to look up the episode, but he actually stayed with people in a drug place. Mm. Um, or am I thinking of Breaking Bad? There's a chance. I don't think I am, but I... I, I, I yeah, I just... I think he probably... Because there's been moments where when he's... He's not being super efficient and I'm in charge, Kendall. He is quite, like, funny. Yeah. Like, really funny and yeah. soppy. Yeah. And I think kind of quite sweetly impulsive. And um, I reckon that he would get, like, some kind of motivational quote as a tattoo. Maybe, yeah. Um, like a Buddhist quote. Yeah, something along those lines. I feel like he might have, like, a calf tattoo. But then I don't know if I've seen any tattoos on his no. body in the moments that we've seen it. I reckon Connor has a huge Viking on yeah, his back. Yes, yes, yes. Or Jesus. Or none, because he thinks that, like, you know, you don't go to heaven if you have tattoos on your yeah. body or something like that. I found Connor in this latest episode. Funeral episode. The funeral episode. I found him, uh, I found it actually quite moving. Mm. Um, should we just jump around? Yeah, let's, let's just, just jump, jump around. around. Let's like, let's just, you know, let's zigzag. Let's get our thoughts out on the table. Okay. And let's well, let's just, yeah, let's do like as if this is a spider diagram. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll do a, a mind th- map. Okay, cool. Or... Well, you're not supposed to call it anymore. Yeah, you can't call it that. No, what? What are you not supposed? No, brainstorm. Yeah, no, you're not supposed to call that. it a brainstorm. Well, you just did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so let's do spider diagram. Okay. okay so I'll do the first uh, leg. Leg. Yeah. Are they legs or arms. Well, I guess you could say both. Okay, I'll do the first leg. Yeah. Um, Connor, when they arrive at the grave house. Yes. What is that called? Like a tomb? Yeah, it's like a tomb, or it's like a crypt. A crypt. That's it. And Connor very sweetly says, oh, hey, did dad not send you pictures of this? And they were like, no, no, no. Sunny made me, it, it just suddenly made me think, oh, yes, of course. They all had completely different relationships with Logan. Yes. And Connor's relationship was actually probably Logan confiding quite like practical things with him and probably did send Connor photos of his grave. You know, and, and when Connor said, oh, you know, oh, it only cost five mil and then it described that the pets.com guy didn't want it anymore and... Uh, oh yeah, he wanted he wanted us all to be here and whatever. Like it was like oh, actually, Connor's been quite dignified. Yeah. He's had he had his own relationship with the father, and he he actually had the most fatherly son relationship with exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. And um, because he was always out of the game, mm. because he was the first, and he was you know the, the relationship with the mother probably was not as significant as the other parents and. I just thought, oh, that's a really nice detail. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really nice detail too. Okay, you choose an arm or a leg now. Okay, an arm that I'm going to decide to go with is um, my favourite moment of the episode, which was um, She Was My Kerry moment. Oh, yes. Oh, that was moving, wasn't it? God, it was moving. God. So what's the actress called that plays um, uh, the mother? Oh, Harriet Walter. Harriet Walter. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, mm. does she decide to fucking... It's like she walks onto set and she goes, do you know what, guys? I'm going to blow the fucking roof off with the <laughs> acting today. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take you all for a ride and I'm going to show you how it's done. Because she manages to combine this, like, 
effortless, the most like joie de vivre, laissez-faire, other French saying that I don't actually know what it means, like like breeziness with such an intensity of mm. what she's actually saying as a character. Yeah. Because you can understand the pain that she's been put through probably as the wife of a billionaire news mogul. Like you can see that in the lines in her face and you can see that in the way that her eyes tell a story. But she also truly does not give a fuck anymore at all so with every single line it's just like the most slam dunk and most amazing delivery i've seen of anything like i am obsessed with her character but the the control that she had of just tapping these women on the shoulder or what was it marianne or something or like you know oh come over here she was my carry it was really really touching to see that we are all women and they all look so similar sitting there in their dark outfits and the dark hair that yeah we were used by him and that's okay yeah but Carrie's emotion as well. Beautiful. She was so touched and scared. I was like, well, that, I had actually, that's a lawyer I bought and her weird looking brother. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually, I, I didn't, I didn't know if I would be let in. Mm. And then when Marsha takes, puts her hand on Carrie's and Carrie just is so emotional and um, touched. It was, it was just genius. It moment. was just beautiful. So I really feel like, and if I can be honest, that felt like to me the most succession-y moment of the show, of, of that episode. Because I weirdly, if I'm just gonna get my opinion out there on the table, I so. weirdly felt like this was a bit of an alternate universe episode for mm. some reason to me. That moment felt very rooted in that world. I felt like that was real. But for some reason, for the rest of the episode, I was like, do you know what? I couldn't see these characters doing what they're doing right now. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm ill, but I just was slightly thrown by some of the choices. And they still acted it brilliantly and I still kind of understood some of the... But, like, I was very... I was very thrown by the decision-making in this episode. Like, the, it felt very emotionally sincere in a way that it hasn't been. And, yes, can you explain to me, what was your take? Because I, I don't know. I don't... I kind of agree. There was a moment when they did... Um, they, they showed a shot of Matson in the funeral looking very sweet. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, I don't think he would look like that at the funeral. That, that, that I don't know. I, I agree with you. It, to, to be honest, I haven't enjoyed... It hasn't been an enjoyable thing to watch, but that, I think, is an intentional decision. Yes. I think that they... It's purposely uncomfortable. Yes. But I it's not like... Um, I would I would sit down now and watch it with ease. It's like I am ready to be tense watching Succession. Yes, yes. I guess I maybe with Kendall's speech, which I think is supposed to be kind of like the crowning moment of the episode potentially. It obviously was brilliant, but it was so poetic and kind of like filled with all of these really big ideas and and, and, and he's supposed to kind of be riffing, ad-libbing. I guess there was something a little bit unrealistic about it to me. It didn't, it was so eloquent. It, like, was it couldn't so have been riffing. so eloquent and like, so is that something that he's been planning for a while? Did he always know that he was going to have to take over Roman's well, speech? Well, I, I feel like when he shuffled the papers of Ken, of Roman's post-its um, and, I, and he got asked for a fucking pen. Yeah. I was like, come on, like he... He then he's got to read some of Roman's speech, and then when he just didn't look at it again, I felt that was so evil of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And Roman's decline in this episode, I, I ha- I just thought that was incredible. Mm. His performance, he has to win all the awards in that episode. Like mm. he was 
it was devastating to watch. Yeah. He was like a tiny little boy. He was like an eight-year-old. Yeah, I liked the moment where he asked if if, if his body was in the in the in the coffin and can we get it out? Can that we was, get it out? That was I, I. I guess in a way because they've like they've given us this timeline that they keep referring to the fact that it's only been a few days. Like the election was yesterday and the funeral is today. Like they keep they keep reminding us that it has been such a short period of time, but. That was the only moment where I actually felt that was an authentic because it was yeah he, he stood in such shock that he would say something like mm. can we get him out of there but in other moments I feel like they it feels like it's been weeks since he's died and stuff like that so sometimes right. I feel like the timeline is a little bit confusing to me but also quite slightly unrealistic and contrived because there's no way a huge funeral like that a huge funeral with that much kind of pomp and yeah. holiness Seemingly, would have been organised within five days yes. Maybe, maybe it's maybe he had plans though. Maybe maybe well, he'd had a funeral arrangements. Well, that's planned. what I was going to say. Let's get back to Roman in a minute. But yeah. like the organisation for that funeral with all of those religious things and the, the choir. And yeah, the, the religious of, the religious stuff. The guys know. in the white robes and stuff. The fact that Logan had been preempting his kind of thoughts about the afterlife and stuff in the previous episodes, it really did come into focus that this is something that had been planned for a long time, like with his tomb or whatever. Um, and I did feel quite moved with the reality of the fact that he was in that coffin. And after the service was over and they took the cloth, the religious cloth off the, the coffin and people just stared like Greg, you saw a close up of Greg looking at the coffin. And like, I did feel like there is nothing you can do to be prepared for knowing there is a body in a coffin nearby you. Yeah. And I did feel that. Yes. Um, but I, I just, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think I enjoyed it a lot more than you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love this episode, and I think that's totally okay. I just think it's interesting to me that I found the characters to be a little bit just more. I don't know, maybe like one dimensional in this episode. Like Roman was the broken one, Kendall was the selfish yeah. one, and Shiv was sort of. I guess responding to the different sort of challenges and pressures around her, but like, I guess maybe the misogyny. And you know, from the moment that she says to her brothers in the car, "Well, I should probably tell you because I'm gonna tell mum probably I'm pregnant," and they don't say congratulations, they don't have the heart to just be nice in that moment, and again take something from her, take like just just chip something off her, and again that Harriet Walter shines again with with Shiv when she the, all they say is yes, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah, which is brutal. Which was just incredible and so pared back and probably accurate of what would their relationship would, you know, how they she would disclose that she's pregnant to her mum. The fact that the mum just sees her body and knows and Shiv knows that she knows. Um, but I, I felt, I, I felt, oh, I just, from the moment the episode starts where you see Roman kind of, happily going around his flat, rehearsing his amazing speech, on kind of having pre-grieved and being ready to perform. Um, and he says he's excited. Yeah. And then Kendall just kind of betraying him by not doing any of his speech. And then Shiv getting up. She did not need to get up. She had just said to the uncle, like, you're not on the bill today. Connie, you're not on the bill today. You know, it's... it's that slightly is, I think, what confused me yeah. slightly. I felt like... Kendall's speech, I feel like I've heard quite a lot of that before. Yeah. And again with Shiv's speech. I don't know why, but I just felt like, this is interesting because I don't, 
I don't know what new information I'm getting from any of this. We know that they had complicated feelings about their father. So does everyone here. Yeah, I agree. I, and the writing wasn't like, it was almost like she could have been saying that on, you know, improvising because she, even when she got up on the stage, she was like, my father, my father. It seemed a little bit casual. Like, guys, you're in basically what looks like the high Catholic church of, you know, it was the most fancy looking interior of a church I've ever seen. You've got all of this pomp, this pomp and like, you know, I feel like it would have been a little bit more orthodox. It would have been a little bit more tightly there would have been, but so she, there would have no, been, there I, would have been a celebrant or something like that. Like the fact that Ewan was able to just go up and make that speech, it felt so crazy that that would happen. No, but I think probably they're suggesting that a lot's gone on that's been cut and that, that it's there probably longer. was a set. There probably was a ceremony. But I think Shiv before. made the decision to go up because she had just been usurped by Kendall. She sees Kendall doing that speech. There's that close up of her looking actually quite moved and impressed. And then she's like, "No, fuck this. Yeah. I am going to be the next one." No matter what, yeah. I'm going to go up and say something, and it's not very good. No, and no. it's 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 it doesn't have a point. It's bitter, yeah, and um, you know, trails off, and and it's just that you know, a classic sibling rivalry. She's yes. just trying to beat her siblings. Yes, I guess it's just you know, you in speech in particular. It 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 just does make you think. Is it ever appropriate to talk about it to talk ill of the dead? You know, that's something that I don't know why that affected me in the way that it did. Like, well, you didn't, you didn't thought it was untaste, distasteful. I just was surprised that even he would would talk about Logan that that negatively. Well, they at his all funeral. had been victims of some form of abuse from you know power abuse or from from directly from Logan. So, he, um, what's his name again? Ewan. Ewan. Ewan trying to kind of give a slight justification really for Logan's behavior with his sister and the fact that they had to, they were, I don't know when they were traveling across. Yeah, I didn't really in understand. the boat. I didn't understand. So were the, were the people working in the boat tricking the children saying that if you breathe that the boat's going to sink? I don't know. Or was or that actually, actually true? Hiding? Yeah. Oh, I, I loved the shot though of talking about Ewan describing him and his brother. So this shot of these two boys in the dark pretending not to breathe and then it suddenly cuts to Roman and Kendall looking so brotherly, like looking mm. probably the most similar that they've ever looked in the whole show, yeah. kind of not breathing themselves. I thought that was a really nice yeah. moment. And, um, every, and, and and also in that moment, Roman's ruined. Yeah. Because he's he's been beat to the post by doing the kind of sob story about Logan. Um, I, I don't... I, I also really like the way they showed the screens um a kind of like gr- gr- what's gr- great yeah it, the kind of shitty quality yeah. of the footage on the screen because i think that was the writer's way of saying this is a huge event yes that's, that's i mean i don't know if that was being publicly whatever screened or do you think that they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't like air logan roy's funeral would they no but then at the end when that they say that roman's sobbing has gone you know has got out there yes made me think oh was it being recorded in Lime Street somewhere? That's really interesting. It wouldn't have been put on ATN, would it? I feel like that would be relatively inappropriate. Well, it just made me... I, I liked that perspective. Yes, that I, I, I really... liked seeing that screen too. I thought that that was really interesting as well and the way that it kind of like washed out Shiv's complexion and made her look quite ghoulish. I thought that that was really cool. But what you were just saying then about Rowan being ruined by you and speech, um, because they always say in like therapy or whatever that a really good way to kind of try and have sympathy for your parents is to think of them as a child and yeah. I feel like 
maybe Roman in that moment was thinking of Logan as a child mm. and thinking of him suffering. Well, because they didn't know that. The they didn't, didn't know, know that. They didn't and that's know. what I really liked about you and going up is like, no, this is the guy who has got his identity, that they, has a shared history with his brother of course he should be going up and speaking about him yes as he should I guess it just was so it was such a kind of um like diversion from social norms to Mm. to to bitch about somebody like that at their funeral that I guess I just sort of thought in this crowded church the the president the president-elect is sitting in and every business mogul in the world and would you even if you are fucking pissed off at your brother and you're like a kind of a hippie, would you say that shit? I don't know. I, I just was know. sort of, I was but, like, I was just a tiny bit thrown by some of the choices in this episode. I was like, wait, but would that actually happen? Like you said with Shiv, when she got up there and she's like, my father, mm. my father. I don't know. I, go, I guess I was just like, come on. She's a pedigree princess. She wouldn't be ad-libbing I know. at the funeral. But I also felt that they, the audience, I mean, the audience at the funeral they all were there for a reason. Yeah. And they probably were there because they actually quite liked Logan. Yeah. Or they had some kind of connection to him. Yeah. And I feel like that was the elephant in the room. The fact that people there were all on Logan's side. Yes. And I got that especially at the end when Tom and Shiv get, you know, have that chat and Tom is kind of broken with exhaustion from the last few days. And Shiv is actually quite motherly in that moment. And yeah, Tom that says, was nice. That was and nice. And Tom's like, I... I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry that I wasn't there, you know, but I was the first one in there after he died. He's genuinely grieving, yes. Logan. Like he had, it, he, he actually had a fondness there for him and that's what moves Shiv. Um, and I, I think that there's, there almost no, none of the characters and no one in the audience of the funeral or con- congregation or whatever are allowed to actually admit that they, they did they love him, him in some way. Yeah. Because he's, you know, a public brute mm. um, and I think that's a really interesting thing to explore yeah. which they probably could have done more yes I think so maybe too but I also think that you know if we just look at it in a human way like imagine the pressure on those writers and on I the know. creators of the show to pile all of that into one episode like it, there's so well, much I thought this was the last one I I'm, this I'm really glad, I'm so glad this it wasn't, wasn't the last but one we have to kind of I think reframing Kendall's speech as an audition yeah. This was his big moment, and he knew that. To prove himself to me. And he, I also kind of couldn't stop thinking, well, I was, Alfie actually said this, which made me think it. The first shot of Kendall in the first episode is him rapping, yeah. right? And listening to that. And his, his, you know, his love for rap. Mm. It did make me think, he is a bit of a linguist. He does like language and likes, you know, I thought he's probably able to make up a speech like that on the yeah, spot. Yeah, I think that's probably his his strongest, yeah. um, like, skill, isn't and it? And in I mean, that moment, he was a leader. Yes. And he, he was bullshitting a bit. Like, yeah. when he t- started talking about steel and yeah. stuff, I was like, Well, he was now. copying Mencken. His speech was very reminiscent of oh, yeah, Mencken's speech yeah, in the yeah. previous episode, I think. that I, I almost, that's probably partly what threw me a little bit, because I was like, whoa, it feels very yeah. poetic. Is he ad-libbing? Is this something he's prepared for? This feels like... You're so right. It was an audition. Yeah. It was an audition. And, and, and when they cut to Ro- Roman during that speech, it's just so clear that Roman knows. Knows that he's, he's fucked gone. it. Is Kendall the one that says to him that he fucked it? Yes. At the end? So that was, I think, one of the best decisions in the episode. When Kendall's done the rounds, he's gone, spoken to Menken, spoken to Matson, whatever. He, he comes back to Roman's like, look, we need your help to get rid of Shiv now. Um, and you need to do something. And Kendall and Roman, as a brother, is like, look, man, I can't do anything. I'm fucked. Like, I'm devastated. And Kendall makes a switch to be like, no, well, you do need to do something because you fucked it. 
he's like he turns he becomes his father he goes tough love abusive and is like i'm gonna bully you in to doing something now because you fucked it you fucking little shit but if we're talking about dynamics in the family and everybody having their role and you can't change out of the roles that you're given maybe in some subconscious way that's Kendall doing Roman a kindness yeah it was Roman tried he tried to be this different role he tried to step into those shoes he tried to be the leader leader (laughs) tried to be the leader follow the leader (laughs) he tried to do the eulogy and he fucked it and Kendall kind of always knowing that like Roman would fuck up probably is saying no you are there to be my little bitch yeah. you were your little bitch you were the little bitch to dad and I'm going to I'm going to put you in the same place and Roman responds to authority yes and wants to be the little puppy i wish that they'd i really thought that they were going to have a shot of Jerry squeezing Roman's shoulder i wanted Jerry to go up onto the stage and comfort him yeah. and you did feel maybe that shot was us showing her that she wanted to do that too yes. i also felt in that mother dynamic that when Marsha is outside the tomb and Shiv, she goes up to Shiv and says, you know, I loved him, I miss him. You know, he broke my heart and he broke yours yes. too. It's a really concise way of saying they they have that shared bond of loving this man and being broken by this man. Yes. And I wanted, as Marsha walked away, I wanted Shiv to be like, look, I'm going to have a baby and it would be nice for you to help sometimes or, you know, to see I you again. I wanted that too. Yeah, I that wanted nice? that too. And, and that maybe did suggest that that would happen. Well, also, something that we've been talking about in all of our episodes is whether or not Shiv's going to keep this baby and whether or not was she drinking and all this stuff in the episodes. She did say, I wasn't sure that it was going to be okay. Yeah, and when she drinks in front of Tom, it's so childish. Are you allowed to drink? You, you, yeah, I mean, you can have a little bit, but the fact that she's like, yeah, I, yeah, I can... And Tom's like, okay, okay. She's testing Tom. And she's also, in that moment, I did think, oh, they're going to be fine. Yeah. They're... They're playing with each other. And that's nice. Yes. I, I, I do feel like they're going to be okay. I kind of think so too. And the fact that Shiv was so going the, um, oh, I'm just going to do it in the family way. I'm not going to see it. I'm going to you know work, do 36 hours maternity leave. And then um, she's she's protesting too much. Yeah. I think she's going to love it here. And when she goes out, again, outside the tomb, I'm going to call it a tomb. Yeah. Goes I think it's a to- tomb. Or is it a sarcophagus? I don't know. There's some fancy word for it. I, I don't know. Let's call it a crypt or a tomb. Okay, a tomb. When she goes out to Frank and Carl and says, look, was my dad bad? It's her saying, I'm about to have a child. Am I bad? And am I going to pass my bad on? Yeah. And yeah. That, I thought that was a really interesting exploration of when you're pregnant, how you feel about what you're about to bring into this world and the guilt. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that moment personally. Didn't you? No, that was, I think, the moment that sealed the deal for me that I didn't like this episode. Because going up to Carl and Frank and saying, was was dad bad? I just, I missed a bit of the subtlety. Yeah, I was like, I feel like subtle. that's a little heavy handed, guys. Like, you know, I understand that this is a funeral episode and I understand, like, we've all been through so much. But I guess I just sort of was like, would she really say it like that? But like, I, I could be coming at this just from a different angle. Maybe, you maybe need when to watch I read, I think I maybe, yeah. Yeah, that must be it. I was in a perfectly good mood. Oh, right, sorry. Um, um, the other moment that I liked, sorry, just I've got my <coughs> notes. There you go. My notes are jumping all around the place, but um, I watched it first with the two babies screaming. And I've only watched, seen it once. And then I watched it second on my own, so they're all over the place. But I loved the moment when Roman had been shooed off stage because of his tears, like agonizing tears. Um, and then there was like a flurry of, getting him water mm. and I was like oh this is perfect it's showing us that he is human he needs the most basic thing right now to try and make him feel better it's nothing about power dynamics nothing about you know him needing to 
to, to, to prove himself. This is just about somebody who is grieving and needs some water. And that was so great that they were bringing it back down to reality of what this is. Whereas actually everybody had been dancing around the fact, you know, Shiv going up to Matson, Kendall getting whispers in his ear from Hugo about what's going to happen from Eber. And like, it's all still a, like a bit of a, like a dance around the fact that, that Logan has died and how, and, and it's that, you know, the vulture circling how they're going to progress. And so I thought Roman did bring it back to this man has died and, it's sad. Mm. I did like that. No, I think you're right. No, I think that maybe my rewatch is going to be very uh, eye-opening. I maybe. just wish they had cut some of Kendall's speech. And I yeah. do like, I, I love I, I love bloody complicated life. Yes. And I loved, like, he made, he made life happen. And the shot of Harriet, um, the mum, he made me and my siblings. Yes. <laughs> so great. That was great. And it showed, again, because we've, we villainised the mum. They villainised the mum. Actually, she... she she, she got probably, out when she could. Totally. She probably has a completely different interpretation of all of that, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I really think that my rewatch will be um, very interesting. Um, Is his name Colin, the security guard? Yes. That was also great because what did you think his response to Kendall was there at the end? Did you think that he's going to go with Kendall and work for Kendall? Yes. Yeah, I got that from his look. I think that he probably had a few different thoughts going around in his head but I think ultimately he's placated and pleased by the fact that he's going to be back in mm. the role that he's good at. And Kendall's there doing him a favour, kind of saying, yeah, don't go to therapy, talk to me. Yeah. Oh, and Jess, Jess had oh, her moment. Jess had a big we moment. We finally got a lovely little scene She got scene the showreel moment. Big showreel moment. Re- she got her fucking showreel moment and I'm happy for her because <laughs> she's a great little actress. She's good, yeah, yeah. Um... She, <laughs> she is. She is really good. You think you would have been good, Jess? I think. Sorry. You think you would have been? I should have been Jess. I should have been. No, but <coughs> there you. Um, so she is quitting because she hates Menken, right? And I think because she hates Kendall a bit. I think that Kendall is a fucking man child. Like mm. we, we. So funny when he's like, "Good choice to do this today, Jess." When he literally dragged out the information from her. Nice, oh, nice. I felt so sorry for her then in that moment. She was great. And then when at the end, when Kendall's in this glow after doing his audition and passing and everyone adoring him suddenly at the door and he's saying, thank you for coming, thank you for coming. The only sibling doing it with his coat, with the collar up. Jess is standing right there behind him and is aware of everything that's going on. I think that was great. Yeah. Um, no, I one of my favorite lines, which just is so simple and dismissive of Shiv, now that she's pregnant, when uh, Matson is like, well, I hear that she's got bun in the oven. And then when later he says, uh, oh, so uh, s- what's Supermom's plan? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's amazing that your title just immediately shifts and yeah. the power is just like gone. But they're obviously trying to turn that on its head slightly by the fact that we end this episode thinking that potentially Shiv is going to be the CEO. Yeah, but, and of course she hit it. You know, and I, and I wish she'd said that to Tom and maybe she will in the final episode. Because when she says on stage about misogyny and how it was hard to be the girl, um, I wish she could say to Tom, look, of course I didn't tell you until just now because I'm trying to fucking take over the company. I can't be pregnant. Like that would be more real than yeah. what she's doing. Yeah. Um, and when Matson says, uh, <laughs> what does, Menken says, also, oh, what's your deal to Matson? And he's like, privacy pussy pasta. I feel like he said that before. Same. That's his, that's his quote. I feel like he said that in the previous season. That would be a great Something, banner, wouldn't it? Yeah, privacy pussy pasta. 
Um, Pizza, pasta, pops. That was my favorite line of Willa's in the previous oh, season yeah. as well. Uh, and then and then Connor saying to her, "Oh, I, I met the Pope. Yeah, yeah, very religious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was very just... Popey Pope, very religious. <laughs> <laughs> so the the end with Roman go, leaving after Kendall's just done the tough love speech to him, um, and he just says, "No, I'm going to walk," and he goes and in, into the line of protesters now are the protesters for or against Mencken against well I I don't think so because at the beginning of the episode they say that protesters are for they are for Mencken really which is why everybody's so scared because you know they're 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 crazy republicans or something oh I I assumed I assumed that they were anti-Mencken oh yeah because then why would Roman be like you don't know what you're talking about um yeah god he looks so vulnerable all scrunched up in a ball it was such self-flagellation wasn't it yeah he just hates himself and he hates how oh I I that was so moving it really was actually that was a very good little moment I feel like everything was very neat it was very neat it all made sense you know we understand that this is a tv show and there is a suspension of disbelief there so yes all of these things can all be happening at once and this is the way that they're trying to tell that story. I clearly just had a bit more of a cynical pair of goggles on today and I guess sometimes my favourite thing about Succession is how real it feels and this felt maybe a little bit unreal. But well, that's maybe okay. it's also our protection, self-protection because we know it's coming to an end. Yes. So we want to kind of like fight against it. Yes, yes. And maybe by convincing myself that I'm fizzling out with it that it will be easier to cope when it's you not pre-grieved. there. You pre-grieved. I pre-grieved. I pre-grieved. Was there anything about funerals that's just difficult? Oh, uh, funerals are hell. I still, I can't watch, I can't watch stuff. I mean, um, Harriet Walters' husband be like, oh, he Peter can take the, Peter can help lift the coffin. Yeah. And Shiv is like, no. Yeah, yeah. There's There was a grossness to that, that, yeah, it affects me. It really, I can't do it, yeah. Um, but it was, it. it's going to be, it's going to be an intense finale. It will be the f- finale, right? Definitely. What is going to happen? <laughs> is Kendall's truth gonna come out no 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 it definitely won't and that's why he got Colin on side oh my god oh my god you're right that is why he did it isn't it yeah Jesse you're a genius I thought that was incredibly obvious but thank you I'll take the genius thing I hadn't thought of that at all yeah Kendall's tying up all his loose ends Kendall is going for it and I think to be honest it would feel right it would be, it, it seems like it's going to be Kendall and he's going to end on, with this glory. When he, I thought it was, it, it was so hard to watch when he tried to stop hit, Rava taking the kids. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, that was brilliant. He was horrible. Yeah. And his fantasy of getting custody, custody and Jess, it, Jess, when she hears that, she's like, oh, okay. I think that. I think that we are supposed to be seeing like Frankenstein's monster mm. kind of uh, turning into Logan. I think I think that you know the fact that he's trying to get custody of the kids. Logan had custody of the kids. Yeah. The fact that he's you know making his siblings feel like he really cares about them, but ultimately he's plotting their demise. He is the rightful heir to the throne, yeah. and it doesn't mean that that it means he's a good man. It I means that he's I the one that's Shiv best for the job. Prevail. Shiv can't do it. No. Shiv can't do it, and I don't want Shiv to be able to do it because you have to be heartless to do that. Yeah, you're right. I I just don't want 
Roman to shrivel up and die. I want him to have some good in this episode. I know, but I just don't think that life works out like that. No. I feel like there has to be some punishment from, from if not from God, just from the universe. I think that we've been building and building and building and building up to it, and I cannot see there not being some punishment for all of them and for their father's sins, paying for your father's sins. Yeah. But I maybe just, I'm wrong. I, I think I think someone's gonna die. I think somebody's gonna die. I think I think Roman could kill himself, not Tom anymore. I think Roman could kill himself. If Roman dies, then oh my god, we'll I be just rising felt, on I the just because I know that his sister died in real life. Like just, I felt like I just felt like Kieran Culkin performed that so incredibly. He really did. I want to know him in real life. I want to know him so much. <laughs> And he wears fingerless gloves. What? He? I, did you not see that story? The in, the TikTok that I put on my Instagram story last week. No. It's really funny. I'll send oh, it to sorry. you. But um, it's just a voiceover of a woman talking about how great it is to be such a small, beautiful, sensual woman. But it's um, the voiceover is on top of a, just a picture that somebody took off Kieran Culkin in the streets, and he's wearing little pink fingerless gloves. Oh, nice. And the fact that he's a fingerless glove wearer like just you. makes me feel warm inside. That yeah. that makes me feel whole. Mm. because he knows that they're universally cool and they'll always be and as do I nothing accentuates an outfit more than a pair of fingerless gloves and thank you Kieran for realising that you're so right you god what are we going to do what are we going to well, do, well, we gonna well, do? People, have, people have messaged us on Patreon saying yeah. that they think that we should talk about White Lotus White Lotus yes which I wouldn't mind watching again I wouldn't mind watching it again bloody hell would I not I just don't feel like there's much dialogue in White Lotus I just feel like it's quite empty. It's full of visual stuff. I didn't feel like I really loved the scripts. And that's what I love so much about um, what Succession is that it was, I could watch it and just watch the subtitles and be entertained. That's true. Okay. So White Lotus is an option. Um, what about um, True Detective? True Detective season one is just is the it best good? TV show in the whole okay, entire cool. world. Okay, cool. Maybe we do that. It really maybe is. We do that. It really, That'll really is. Fun. Um, uh, not we're not going to do the Queen Charlotte show on um, no, Netflix because no. we, Jesse and I aren't Bridgerton viewers. No, <laughs> we are not. We are not. It's so it's so dark. It's so dark. It's so dark. But the day that the day after Ben died, I had to do a self tape for Bridgerton. It's just one of the funniest things in the world. I like he looked like a fucking ghost, and yet I still was like, I nailed that. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be hearing from them. Yeah, it's just so funny to me that there's um a tape of that somewhere in a casting office in LA of me being like, let's go to the dance. Let's go to the dance, Lady Bridgerton, as I look like I've eaten Satan's pussy. <laughs> Every single audition I've done, though, I've thought I've nailed that, and I've never got yeah, any yeah. so it's fine. Yeah, it's um, fine, isn't it? Can I just do a little plug for my uh, desperate little show? Please go for it. Do it right now. Plug so me up. I am doing a new comedy show at the Soho Theatre on the... 1st of June, the 19th, 20th and 20th, 21st of June at 9.15, which is very, very late. But please, can you come and see it? Yeah. Um, because it's it good. Should, should be nice and fun and I need to sell lots of tickets. You're doing one tonight, aren't you? Tuesday? I'm doing, doing today and tomorrow too, but um, that I don't mind about people not coming to them, obviously. Um, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. That's all I need. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be whooping. So, um, yeah, please just go to SohoTheatre.com for tickets. Um, but if you become a, patri- a patron yeah. of ours, we, we go to patreon.com forward slash cave sisters. I'm actually giving away some freebie tickets. Oh, my God. And uh, Patreon is where we do lots of extra stuff, including just a talk thing. We just do like a kind of a more chatty 
podcasty yeah. bonus bitching type of thing. Yeah. Just we do bitch. We do bitch. We do. It's bitch. mainly just bitching about yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but that's Baptist. that's our thing. That's our thing. <laughs> um, so please become a patron, and please, uh, if you do want to come to my show, that you would should. be nice. You bloody should. And um, we will be back for the finale finale succession episode which is very exciting because i've just been sent oh my god the scripts of succession bloody so if you want to see our acting skills we're going to be doing a live reenactment just strap in for some acting prowess my goodness just wait until you see my logan (laughs) you're gonna be logan yeah i can be logan okay i'm definitely gonna be roman you have to be roman for sure for sure so yeah please tune in next week and if you want to listen to our other podcast, Showbiz Sisters, that's out on Wednesdays, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's out it when it's flex, out. Flexy. It's out when it's out, isn't it? Flexy, flexy. It's on YouTube and it's great. It's, really, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little hidden, it's a hidden gem. It's a hidden gem. It's a hidden gem. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, bit, Slow it's going to be a sleeper hit. It's going to be a sleeper hit. You know, it's going to be a fucking sleeper hit <laughs> with a major so motion. <laughs> major motion. <laughs> deal. We're going to get a book deal. It's going to be an animated children's show. It's just going to fly. It's going to fly off the fucking shelves, virtually and in real life. So just type in Showbiz Sisters. And you're just going to get the thrill of your life. And it's Showbiz B-I-Z. B-I-Z. We were going to call it Showbizders at one point, but thought, well, that was, do you know what, guys? Like, you know, keep keep it normal. Showbiz Sisters, which is us um, playing alter egos who are extremely successful acting coaches mentors just um, like general gurus yogis um pilots yeah lovers <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening thank you for listening stay tuned see you next week goodbye